Hello, everyone. Mystic Chick here. It's about that time to grab a Mystic Martini, a poisoned apple cider, or a mystical unicorn fizz, and get settled into a big, puffy cloud of positive energy to contemplate another morsel of mystic goodness. Are you feeling overwhelmed by all of the different techniques and tools out there that we can use for divination? Are you looking to try something new, but you need more info about options? We can help you sort it all out. We will be discussing different methods to connect with your intuition, divine the future, and more. So feel free to call in with questions or post them in the chat. We would love to talk to you. And <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Virgo Lass has entered the house. <laughs> Hello, Mystic Chick. <laughs> Hello, Virgo Lass. <laughs> wow, you just reverse engineered that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Virgo. It's what I do. <laughs> I'm feeling all topsy-turvy. <laughs> Now, I'm having some, I've like tested my microphone a bunch of times. I had Danny also test it because he does his podcast daily. So like he's really in the groove of, you know, the podcasting thing. But like, it feels like my microphone was not that like strong. It was not coming through as well. So hopefully you can hear me okay. No, I hear you perfectly. Yay. Oh, <laughs> hey, Dan's here now. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Dan. Hi. Do you want to speak into the microphone? Okay. How do you feel about divination, Dan? I mean, it's a pretty useful school of magic. I support it. <laughs> Thank <favor>. you. <laughs> so we got the uh, the teen vote. <laughs> no, I just play D and D. Yeah, I'm, well, so does my husband. So <laughs> I'm gonna go upstairs now. Okay, go go back in your hole. Bye. <laughs> All right. So um, <laughs> this is actually, I'm really looking forward to this episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but before we delve into that, the cocktails. <laughs> yes, the cocktails. <laughs> the cocktails, which I kind of grabbed by the seat of my pants. Um, <laughs> I I don't think I would have put two mystic ones in the same episode, but that's how it went. <laughs> Oh, that's how we roll. <laughs> <laughs> so the first one, and I, I might even do these out of order, so don't don't uh, get too scared. Because <laughs> I wasn't planning on being scared, but <laughs> <laughs> the, the Mystic Martini. Oh no, they're asking if I'm 21. Um, are you <laughs> I, no never i'm cons i will always be 20 and a half no actually you have to be at least 21 or, or you can't have any fun in life <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so i'll just dial in this pertinent information okay and i do understand your cookie situation uh, um, so the mystic martini I'm a little scared because it got 2.6 out of 5 stars. Uh-oh. Uh. What's in this? I, it's not bad. You know what? And I think you could probably swap out the vodka for for um gin. No okay. problem. Because all that's in it is abs now they're pushing the absolute because it's on the absolute website. <sighs> but anyways, uh vodka absinthe so one and a half parts vodka, what half a part absinthe, and one whole green olive. <laughs> oh, oh, I, okay. I'm trying to wrap my brain around this because okay, 
I love I love olives, but I'm trying to understand how that would work with absinthe. Olives and black licorice? How could that yeah. be? I know. <laughs> Basically, anything would go better than that stupid olive. Let, let's brainstorm for a minute. Even one of those little sour balls, the candies. <laughs> but, okay, I'll, I'll have the olive and you can have the black licorice. <laughs> okay, so if you were to change the Mystic Martini... How would you keep it mystical if you took the absinthe out? Like, what could turn it green that would lend itself to the olive flavor? Is oh, there I anything? Mean, uh, yeah, chartreuse. Just the color? I mean, chart, like, yeah, chartreuse, um, it'll turn it green. And then you can add in, um, like, get vodka or gin and some edible glitter. <laughs> All right, now you're speaking my language. Uh-huh. They should put us in charge of this. We're going to write our own book. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, we'll we'll make we'll put that on the list. That's actually a pretty good idea. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, so the Mystic Martini, and that might be why people are only giving it because I'm wondering if anybody yeah, like says anything. That makes so much sense now. <laughs> I'm surprised it even has two stars. Oh my god. You know what I feel like they just put a whole bunch of ingredients in a bucket and on slips of paper and just pulled three out. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So we're gonna if anybody tries this at home and actually likes the taste of it, then please reach out to us and and let us know how that went because we're just yeah. having a really hard time picturing olives and black licorice together <gasps> two great tastes that do not go well together <laughs> <laughs> um, all right so to break up the the mystical because we've got another mystical drink but we are going to talk about the poisoned apple cider con cocktail first say that five times fast i could not <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hopefully this is better. Ooh, 4.78 out of five stars. Ooh, there we go. And, ooh, it's glittery. Oh, see, that's what I'm talking about. All right, it actually looks like a poisoned mystical apple. I am, I am impressed. Okay, so this is, (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing tonight. This is off the Chunky Chef website. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Thechunkychef.com. Backslash poisoned apple cider cocktail. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, but anyways, so oh, and there's like a million epic pictures of pouring it, which we don't really need, and a life story, which we don't really need. Oh yeah, there's always got to be a life story. Uh, okay, so um, gold luster dust is Ooh, what that sounds pretty. Yeah. It actually looks really, really cool. So you use four ounces of apple cider, one and a half ounces of spiced rum, one and a half ounces of pomegranate juice, three quarters of an ounce of grenadine, and scant quarter teaspoon of edible luster dust. Okay, would try. Yeah. So, and they used gold, but you could also use silver. And honestly, with the pomegranate, I think gold was the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. That just looks so cool. Um, so yeah, anybody who wants to try that and I'll see if I can link these, uh, when I upload the show later, oh my gosh, I could use like 80 more cups of coffee. Sorry. I'm like, um, on, I'm trying to get off the, <laughs> can you tell I'm trying to get off the afternoon coffee. So I've substituted green tea and I just feel sad. 
Yeah, it's just not the same. I mean, I know it has caffeine in it, but it is just does not give me the same kick as coffee does. Oh, it's evil. All right. I mean, green tea, tea is so healthy and wonderful for your body. Okay. <laughs> Yay, me. All right. So the last cocktail before we do dive into divination is dun, 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 the mystical unicorn fizz. Okay. I've got high hopes for this one. <laughs> just based on the name alone. I'm a little nervous now. Hopefully I, I can uh, bring it because <laughs> all right let's see mystical unicorn fizz it's on glassofbubbly.com that's actually kind of a fun name for it's the home of champagne and sparkling wine Ooh! <laughs> oh my god they have <laughs> you're gonna love this the illusionist no, the infusionist. I'm reading this wrong because it's kind of scripty. The infusionist. I'm reading a label. Um, small batch mystical unicorn gin liqueur. Ooh. And it's like pinky. Oh my god, I want this. <laughs> and the sparkling wine that you add to it is Badagoni semi dry maestro sparkling wine. Product of Georgia. <laughs> Which I'm assuming it's the Georgia and the United States. Ye I would assume. But actually, I don't know now because yeah. it's okay. selling for 9.99 pounds. So it's possible. Oh, no, it's, it's, it, it's got to be the, the Georgia, the country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think there's anything made in uh, <laughs> Gone with the Wind, Georgia, that is being sold for pounds. <laughs> Just had to like, you know, I was going to endorse American made, but you know, that just wasn't going to happen. All right. So the ingredients, mystical unicorn, gin liqueur, sparkling wine, mini marshmallows, and optionally big marshmallows, candy floss, or any sweets you love. Okay. Now, I, I, this lost me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I hate to say this, but it looks like a baby shower drink. Oh my god, it's totally a baby shower drink. It one that's one hundred percent what it is. <laughs> it looks like seriously, it's kind of so the gin liqueur is blush colored, but when you add the sparkling wine, which looks like a white sparkling wine, it just looks like a washed out blush, like very light pastel. And then you just shove a, a handful, a wad, if you will, of mini marshmallows on top. Oh my god, this sounds like the worst gender reveal party. <laughs> <laughs> and now this could do with some glitter, honestly, and maybe yeah, something like, else. How did they not put glitter in there? Like, <sighs> It's not mystical. It's not a unicorn. Yeah. I don't know what the heck I, it yeah, is. I don't know what the hell kind of unicorn this thinks it is. But... <laughs> <laughs> I do have a friend, though, who is like, I mean, he's... He like loves those really sugary marshmallowy cereals and he will post like videos on his Facebook of him like, you know, combining two or three until it's basically just this giant sugar bomb and he'll give like reviews of them. And I it, it, it always sounds horrible or whatever he's eating, but I kind of I kind of get it as unhealthy as it is. He has got the energy of a hummingbird. So I think of it as just being like his nectar that fuels him through the day. Oh like, I mean, I have coffee. He has mini marshmallows. 
Oh, oh, my stomach is cringing just at the. <laughs> <I know. laughs> okay, so that was these cocktails are supposed to kind of like set the vibe for tonight's kind of divination kind of feel, but the mystical unicorn fizz or whatever is just a sad baby shower drink wannabe. Just sad baby shower in a glass. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically yeah. I could I could expound on that, but I won't because I don't want to offend anyone. <laughs> All right. So uh, now this is a great topic. Very excited about this topic, methods of divination, because it's just <laughs> It's just so broad. Like, I didn't realize how broad it was until I was, like, listing the things that I knew, the things that I had done personally, the things that I've known other people to do but didn't really feel interested in doing myself, the things that I had heard about in books and movies. And after that, then I found Wikipedia. (laughs) (laughs) And then you found even more. Oh, my God, mind blown. But at, at the end of the day, <laughs> basically anything and everything, because, you know, and you can go back to like man's search for meaning. I can't remember who wrote that book. Uh, was it Victor Frankel or? Oh, I can't remember. Joseph Campbell. One oh, of those. That, that, that sounds about right. Okay. <laughs> basically, it, it has been our quest from the beginning of time to know what we don't know. And so we have always managed to find a way to do that. And every culture is going to have their ways of doing that. Every generation is going to have their ways of doing that. And so it it really is kind of a very rich tapestry of ways to connect with your intuition. So if we talk about these things tonight and people are like, I don't connect with any of those, go to Wikipedia. <laughs> You'll find something. There are hundreds of things listed on, it's actually alphabetized by letter and it is crazy. And I, I'm going to touch on a few of them, just the, some of the ones that stand out for me off the Wikipedia list after we go through ours. But um, it is really anything you can find, you can turn into a divinatory tool. Um in one of two ways, either by saying, okay, it's a yes or no system. And you just find something where you can get a yes or no answer out of it, either by flipping it over or, you know, something like that. Or you can just find something and create a list of, of different answers or meanings, and then just have a, you know, a certain amount of things and either different colors or with your own symbols on them that you've created and they will all mean different things. And that is your particular system that you have come up with for yourself. So, I mean, you can do it yourself for yourself and you will still get meaning out of it. It really just depends. But I would say try some of the the ones that are, are you know, basically have been used for a long time by a lot of people, not just because there's a lot of information on them out there, but also because there's something that happens um, with what's called the collective unconscious. And that is basically the depository of energetic kind of knowledge that kind of is around all of us at all times. And everything that anybody's done from the beginning of time is kind of in this body of knowledge, which we instinctively, biologically can tune into. And so the the thing with these older kind of practices are that so many people have practiced them over the years that they've really built up that 
energetic knowledge in the collective unconscious. So you have kind of these extra kind of guides with you working on the process. And they also kind of say, like, even with art, that before you kind of break the mold and create your own art that's kind of abstract or things like that, that you learn and you try to kind of practice some of the classic artist techniques and kind of work within the framework before kind of breaking it because otherwise you won't know how to intentionally break out of it in the way that is best for you. So if that makes any sense. It makes sense. I mean, I guess that like it probably doesn't if you know you're just like i'm logical and none of this makes sense to me because i have to have like physical proof in front of my eyes but i mean i don't know take some shrooms or something it all makes sense <laughs> we'll talk about that too but okay so i <laughs> i'm going to be wrangling a dog right now so uh virgulas if you could actually just kind of talk about either your top methods of divination that you have worked with or maybe just like the one that you prefer the most while I try to move Sasha Bear <laughs> who apparently has gotten stuck behind some things and doesn't know how to get out. <laughs> okay. Well, I would say that um, tarot cards are probably like the top and I feel like that I've gotten a lot of great use out of them. Um, another one though, because I know we'll be talking more about tarot cards and Mystic Chick is like the tarot card master. But um, I also have been getting into bibliomancy and bibliomancy is basically divination for bookworms. So what that is, is like you would take a book from your bookshelf. Um, maybe it's one of your favorites. Maybe it's just whatever's calling to you at the time. You put your hand on it and just kind of like infuse it with um, your energy and just think about like what question you're trying to ask, whether it's about your future, uh, somebody else's future, maybe just something that's bugging you. And then just like flip open to any page and just like, you know, the first passage that your eyes fall on, just um, kind of hone in on that, read it. Might not make any sense to you at the time, but then um, just kind of like ponder it. Try to see like what metaphors and archetypes are standing out to you. Like maybe what the paragraph is about isn't necessarily what is um, what is the answer, but maybe it's something that's hidden in there in some of the language. So it's a really interesting way to um, go about divination in a way that's also very accessible. Like everyone has, even if you're not a big reader, like you've got a book somewhere in your house. Like I hope. <laughs> I don't know. I've been I've been watching a lot of minimalism things lately and it's possible they don't. <laughs> See, that's the thing though. Like, I mean, I feel like this is like really conducive to having a really huge um collection of books, which I do. But uh, yeah. also like I also read mostly from my Kindle these days because I had too many books on my bookshelf and I couldn't fit anymore. <laughs> so this does like solve the problem and you know creates like um a more minimal space. But it's really hard to flip the pages. Like how do you do bibliomancy with an ebook? Like you can't. Like, well you have to just randomly pick Pick a page number and then find because I I've done that too although I didn't really think about it being called bibliomancy but <laughs> that's I awesome 
I want to see if I can do that. <laughs> I've got my Seriously. Kindle right now. Can Ooh. I pull something up <laughs> from I just like a random book that I have been reading? Not the book I'm currently reading, though. Because... Ooh, and if you want to get really random, you can um, like somehow even use like a number generator or something, and then just like whatever number is assigned, then you go to that page. Okay, I am going to do the. House on the Cerulean Sea by T.J. Clune. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And I do love Cerulean. Oh, it says go to page or location. So I am just going to enter our... Oh, give me a magical number. 42. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't read Douglas Adams or The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, but that is a very significant number. <laughs> Okay, but now should I do page or location? I guess page. Right, we're doing page. We're going to old school. <laughs> okay. Yes, Linus agreed. I do, but one can be professional while dealing with magical youth. Have you ever recommended the closing of an orphanage in your 17 years, Mr. <sighs> Baker? The bespectable the man asked. They had to already know the answer. Yes, five times. Why? The environments weren't safe. So, you do care. Ooh, I like it. Mm-hmm. Because the number five in and of itself is kind of the number of independence. And when you're out of balance, it could be the number of chaos. And it could talk about the fact that you might have to go through something five times before it becomes a success. Or kiss five frogs or whatnot, or four frogs, and the, the fifth one is the the prince or princess or something else, <laughs> just whatever <laughs> magical being. <laughs> <laughs> so you went straight for the numerology. Um I, I, I think that I zeroed in on like the so you do care. So it's like say um I was like really frustrated with a situation or something, and it's like, okay, yes, but you do care. I like that. I like that a lot. Well, and you could even think about like the meaning of an orphanage, you know, like the things or people, <laughs> but like unwanted, you know, whatever. And closing down that, that last vestige of safety for people who don't have anyone else to care for them. Like, what does that mean to you? Like in your own life, like taking risks. Damn it. I think I like doing this with eBooks now. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun it's so that's the problem is that the problem that's the wonderful thing about divination is that you know you can have so much fun with it mm -hmm. it's just and it's a way to connect to your inner guides your your intuition your spirit guides the angels like all these whatever beings that you believe are with you or just a more solid knowing of yourself it's wonderful i'm pulling up my list because there's some, some questions someone hmm. just said oh no five marriages nope <laughs> it, I, I agree with you that would be a lot <laughs> oh come on Liz taylor married eight times <laughs> that's true i mean like maybe maybe you're poly and so maybe you know you're just like um get married to like five people you're dating <laughs> Oh, or do they have to be marriages? Can they be even just live-in situations or just dating? I mean, well, technically, like, you could only be married to one legally, but, I mean, you could still have cer ceremonies with the others. 
Ah, love ceremonies. So Hmm. five weddings, like five weddings that don't like aren't like ending in divorces. So it's like happy occasions all the time. (laughs) Well, now I'm kind of lost. I feel like, yes. So that's where it comes into like kind of the significant meaning for every particular person that's going to be different, even if they come across the exact same you know, answer, it's going to be construed differently based on your experiences, your perspective, your beliefs. And when you kind of talk about bibliomancy, um, I actually have, it's actually a very sad story and I'm not going to name names, but um, I was, and I kind of tied this more into synchronicity. Um, So to kind of have bibliomancy as its own thing is really cool, but synchronicity on at least the list of intuitive tools that I've got set up is that, you know, you are kind of interpreting signs that you come across in your everyday life as a way to kind of connect to your intuition. And things that you read are part of that kind of synchronistic process. So I read, I was reading this book at the time, I think it's called A Wish Can Change Your Life. And it's on like the, the Kabbalah and all the kind of mysticism around that. But I was reading a passage. I got up one morning. I was like eight months pregnant. No, six months pregnant. And I was reading a passage about how the soul, at least, you know, according to the Kabbalah and Jewish mysticism, like they believe that a a soul will be passed from somebody in the family and the, the person who dies, their soul is going to go to that next baby that's born. Okay. And so I read that and I felt really sad. And I knew that, you know, I had had relatives that were getting up in years and I was kind of worried about them. And I kind of thought to myself that morning, like, you know, I hope, you know, so-and-so is okay. I'm really, you know, kind of just kind of keep an eye out for things a little bit worried. So go through the day, you know, everything seems fine. And then get a call on the way home. We had taken a trip to the city um, that somebody, a very close relative passed. And it's hard to <laughs> hard to talk about. But I do believe that when my baby was born, that she exhibited so many characteristics of this other person that it was really hard not to think that that kind of thing happens, that there was some beauty in all of the pain. And it was just a very intense kind of surreal experience. But yeah. So anyways, the the, the book stuff, it really can speak to you if, if you're open to it. Oh my goodness. That is so beautiful. <sighs> yeah, it was rough. I, but it was a, the other thing too is, is if you read more mystical books, you'll probably get some answers that you might find more helpful given what you need in the moment. So you might want to try, if you're looking for answers, you know, try some of your, if you have any books on symbolism, if you have any books on uh, dream interpretation, anything like that might also kind of help you out. Yeah, I think that, and there you can have like your entire book collection to do your bibliomancy. 
Because what better answers to get than from your magical book collection? It's true. It's so it is magical. All right. So um, I listed out some questions before we dive into um, different intuitive tools, some questions that you can ask yourself when you are looking for a divination system to practice. And this is not you don't have to pick one at a time. You don't have to be monogamous <laughs> with your divination systems. Like you can use several at once. You can, you know, use one for a while, then go to another one and then come back and then whatever, like whatever you feel you need to have with you, that's great. But here are some questions to kind of ask yourself if you are looking to try something new or if you really have no idea where to get started with all this. And the first one is, do I feel intuitively drawn to it? Um, is there something that is either spoken to me about the culture it's associated with or something that every time I see it in a book or a movie or some, you know, place where I can buy one or whatever, I feel kind of like I want to touch it or pick it up or whatever. Like, is there anything um, with you, Virgo Lass, where you've kind of felt that way? Oh, I guess that this should be obvious, but I guess that that was always astrology for me. <laughs> <laughs> it can't ever be too obvious for the <laughs> So basically, though, what, what does that mean to you? Like every time you went to a bookstore or? Oh, yeah, just zero in on the astrology books, although I wouldn't usually like buy one. I mean, I'm not even sure why not, because uh, I was always into it. But um, I think maybe it was just because, you know, like, worried about what people are going to say, because everybody's just always like, Oh, that's bullshit. That's not real. And you know, you can't like, actually pretend that you're you can't actually like be into something. You have to like just pretend to I like it ironically. <laughs> <At least 'cause, laughs> you know, we were we were John X. This is what we went through. <laughs> but I do I distinctly remember um, reading a book. Oh, hi Bowie. <laughs> reading a book like on a shelf from um, Barnes and Noble, um, and I was able to calculate my. Um, Scorpio moon sign from it. And now I'm just like, why didn't I like buy that book? Like, I mean, it told me what my moon sign was. Why wouldn't I have bought it? Oh, I, I hate those moments of because everybody at some point has that where you you came across something really cool and mystical. And you're like, ah, nah. And then you go back later and you could never, ever find it again. It was either mm -hmm. like at a fair somewhere or, you know, whatever. And you're like, no, why? Why? <laughs> I was like, maybe oh. if I had had like ebooks at that time, um, then I could have just bought all of the, <laughs> all of the astrology books that I wanted because nobody would have been seeing them on my shelf and judging me. Ooh, yeah. It's, that's an interesting topic for an an upcoming episode actually is kind of the difference generally generationally and how people are kind of like expressing you know being a witch or experiencing metaphysics or that sort of thing because i didn't even think about that right uh, although i don't hide anything because i don't care how people judge me <laughs> 
exactly. I mean, and it's weird because usually I don't, but I don't know. When you're young, though, it's like you're just muddling through who you even are and what you even believe. So, (laughs) no, I think you were a more normal teenager in that respect. Like, I don't know if you remember or not, but I actually had a button on that I'd put on my jacket. Like, it was either late junior high or freshman year and it actually it was orange and it said why be normal (laughs) i i that has got to be the first time anyone ever said that i was a normal teen (laughs) (laughs) i mean like developmentally speaking (laughs) still (laughs) but not too normal just just a touch normal (laughs) just a deep deep dark well of insecurity and peer abuse (laughs) now that's where we were pretty much both normal because i was a big yeah aching hole of (laughs) pain (laughs) no no we were flip sides of the same coin i was just introverted and you were extroverted yes oh my gosh that's so okay so (laughs) to go on because like this is we could talk about that actually for quite a while um (laughs) so the next one on the list is do i feel comfortable using it and that's different than do i feel drawn to it because there's a lot of things and i think this kind of speaks to your point about like having the kindle you wish you had the kindle so you could have had all the astrology books without being judged um, do you feel like if you, even if you were drawn to something that other people would judge you to the point where it wouldn't be fun to do? Oh, I mean, that's basically what being young is. <laughs> oh my gosh. Or, you know, just like your society, like your, maybe your family background or whatever, if you come from a very Christian household and, you know, you're either possibly still living at home or, you live really close to your relatives and you have, you know, say a crystal ball sitting out or some chicken bones. Like, are you going to feel judged? <laughs> See, I feel like it's not even necessarily the judging thing because I don't care about being judged. I'm too old for all that. <laughs> but like, but I think that it's my Scorpio moon that makes me very secretive and I just don't want people in my business. I think that's more of what the thing is for me. Like, I just don't want people like knowing like what's going on on the in the inside and like asking those questions unless like I'm uh, like it's someone that I'm open with. That's why okay. like not that many people know that I even do this podcast. <laughs> I just don't want people all up in my business. And like, and that's actually like a kind of. A, I was just thinking about how. My uh, mother-in-law is coming to visit and I want to put away all of my divination and my crystals and my um, like tarot cards and take all of that off of it. And okay, it is not because I think she's going to judge me because she's a lovely woman and she is so lovely that like gifts are her love language. And if she sees that I like something, she will rain it down on me. And I will just be opening up myself up to a flood of like crystals and tarot cards and just all sorts of stuff like all the time. And I mean, okay, it sounds like it would be a good thing. <laughs> I'm like, this is a problem. Like, why? <laughs> I know. But it's like, if I, I, but it's like, I'm, I'm not choosing it myself for like um like you know she'll just like um get me something that like somebody like just saw like posted on my facebook in passing like i think that i have like literary women tarot cards coming from like china 
<laughs> I haven't gotten yet. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, but like, I, you know, I, I kind of, these are things that like, I think are very personal to me and I don't want to gift it to me unless it's like by someone like you where like, you would be very thoughtful in how you picked it out. <laughs> I do try. I actually yeah. really do try. Cause I care about like, yeah, all of that, but they do say that if something's gifted to you, especially if, if it's like some sort of crystal or that sort of thing that you were meant to have it that somebody else was picking up on something okay. that maybe no you, you don't you don't to. understand like this is a lot like <laughs> both, like virgo lad and his brothers like have learned like the, like throughout their childhood like just not to say anything if they like you know just like <laughs> sort of like look at something if they can't look at anything too long in a store because she will get it for them <laughs> oh my yeah. or like when i i think the best way to to um, describe it to really paint the picture is that oh, when Virgo Lab was in college, he was like into like action figures and he would decorate with action figures. And so for Christmas, she got him a literal metric fuck ton of, of <laughs> action figures. And, like, to the point where he's like unwrapping another one. And he's like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> here's, 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 an, here's another one. Like, <laughs> I'll just put this with the others. Yeah, let's check it on the file. Oh, all right. I, I don't know what I'm going to do with all of these, but here they are. Oh, my. Okay, I see what you're saying. That could yes. be a slippery slope. So yes. you have to, like, honor and appreciate the things in your kind of sphere. So if that, if telling her will not allow that, then yes, let's not. Let's not share. But, um, okay, so that kind of... Um, leads to another point because if you are especially if you're gifted things where you're like gifted a pile of things am i ready to invest the time and energy needed to master this divination system so this is a really good question to ask because they are not all created equal and if you are just dipping your toes in the water um you know you can always get a tarot deck because those are fun um they will definitely, you can use them to tell yes or no answers. So if that's all you use it for because you feel overwhelmed, it's still possible to do that. But it's still going to be a ton of work to learn even for yes or no answers. So what I would say is there are simpler things. And we're going to go through the list because some of them are very simple. Some of them are very um, subjective. But things like Oracle decks, uh, where you can, you can ask a question or what do I need in my life right now? And you just pull a card. Those are great. They come with a little booklet. You can just read what's there. Sometimes they'll give you little recommendations for different spreads you can use with them, but they're pretty simple. Um, and then you have things like runes, <laughs> which are really challenging to learn. They just are. Uh, there's a whole kind of, you know, it's, symbology it's a language it's alphabetic letters there's just all this stuff behind them it's it's going to be more challenging so it really depends on kind of how much time you want to invest uh, <laughs> i did put on the list magic eight ball so if you don't want to invest any time <laughs> but even they have some cute coins even on amazon that are like yes no coins just google yes no coins and they have some that look very kind of i don't know uh mystical 
and they're fun. You know, if you need an answer and you just want a yes or no, then, but you can do it with a normal coin too. But anyway, so you really need to think about how much time you <laughs> Hi, Bowie. Hi, Bowie. <laughs> um, for those of you who don't know, this is Bowie the cat, and he was very upset because I was in a room that he wasn't in. Oh, sorry, okay. Bowie. <laughs> sorry, Bowie. Oh. So, uh, but you really need to kind of like think about how much time you're going to give to some of these things because they're not, some are just way more involved than others. Another thing is, um, can I practice it relatively easily given my lifestyle? So <laughs> it sounds a little weird <laughs> as a question, but if you have kids, if you have other people in your home that maybe are of a re different religious leaning, uh, again, with the judgment or making the comments, or if you just can't get any time alone for any reason, maybe you're working a ton, whatever it is, you're going to want to kind of take that into consideration when you are looking at some of these, some of these things, you know, you need absolute quiet. Some of these things you are going to need a ton of accessories. If you don't have a lot of money right now, you're not going to want to do say crystal reading because crystals really add up cost wise. Oh, like yeah. they, they have crystal cards, but I really, and I have crystal cards, but there's something about using a bag of crystals and I've done readings for people with those. It is so awesome. So, uh, different things like I have a crystal ball and a lot of the crystal balls out there are glass or they are ground quartz crystal. So they'll say they're quartz crystal balls, but they really just ground all of it down, basically melted into quartz glass and molded into a sphere shape. But the crystal ball that I have is actually taken from a very, very large crystal that was hand carved into a ball shape that was a, you know, a completely clear piece of quartz. So that is going to cost a lot more money. Um, oh, and really quickly, if you are in the broom closet and you're living maybe like so with, you know, your family and they're really Christian and they're not going to be happy about you learning tarot cards and you just don't want to have to deal with the comments, you can learn how to read tarot cards by just like using regular playing cards. Uh, that's Yes. <laughs> we, we expound on that, just like to do readings with playing cards. Yeah, I mean, okay, so I feel like I need to look this up really quick to make sure that I get the suits right. But say, like, you know, okay, like the diamonds, um, those would be the wands, and um, like the spades, like those would be like the cups. Um, you know, so then you have like the king of the, the king of um like spades like that would be the king of cups so i mean it's actually like yeah like a sneaky way of doing it that's true um i think and that's better than nothing although you lose that major arcana piece with the whole kind of life journey and like the big like life path fork in the road kind of moment sure you would like lose the major arcana but you still have the you would still have the uh yeah it's uh cardomancy Yes, cardamancy. Um, no, you're right. It's it's definitely helpful. Um, but when you consider that, like, 
the minor arcana is like the hardest part of the tarot deck to learn. <laughs> so if you start off with that and then you move into your first apartment and you get an actual tarot deck, learning the major arcana is going to be easy. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, and there's apps you can get on your phone, too, to like even just learn them on the, the sly or even on your tablet or whatever, where yeah. it's not in people's faces all the time. Okay, so here we go. I just like brought it up. The four suits. Spades represent challenging tasks or events coming in the future. Hearts are about feelings, family, home, love, and relationship. Clubs represent positive things that are coming in the near future. And diamonds are all about money and finances. There you go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, that's actually a really good point to, to point out. Because I, I think that it's, we really should kind of think about doing an upcoming episode about different ways to kind of do a um, practicing kind of witchcraft under the radar. I think that might actually be a really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like actually someone in the chat just brought up like um, if you live with an abusive spouse. And, oh, yeah. 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 Then like you have to, there's a lot that you have to hide. So yeah. If you just have like a deck of playing cards on the, on the coffee table, like who's going to say anything about that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm definitely going to do that as an upcoming episode because I've got ideas for like invisible sigils and things like that, too. Oh, yeah. 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 That would be great. Um, okay. So then uh, another thing is to consider is what resources can I use while I am learning? Um, some of the things out there are there's a ton of information on and then some of them are either like really, really mystical and you have to like train with somebody either some sort of mentor, guru, whatever, or there just isn't that much information on it. And it's more subjective. And if you don't have guidance, you might not be able to really fully kind of use it. So that's kind of something to think about. And also just is there a community online or in person that you can join for support if you would like to? Yeah, so. the, I feel like the internet really just is a wealth of resources in that way because yeah, like maybe you live in a place where like there aren't a lot of people who are interested in the things that you are, but you know, you're, you can always find a Facebook group. <laughs> that is so true. That is so true. So uh, anyways, so those are some questions that you really need to consider before you start kind of, because some of these intuitive tools, they do cost money. And if you, if you think you know what you want, and then you spend 20 bucks or more on something. And then you're like, yeah, I just can't do this. Like, I've heard that so many times, especially mm -hmm. with tarot cards. Like, I bought these tarot cards, and now I don't know what to do with them. And they've just been sitting here. So there's that. <laughs> it's like, well... <laughs> Um, and I've worked with several people, actually, um, who had bought tarot cards like way, you know, years before, and I, I trained them to use them. And it was actually pretty fun. But if you don't have somebody to show you the way and you don't, you just don't feel connected enough on your own, then it might not be for you. So it can be hard, like when you don't have like the right guidebook too. like, I remember giving cards a couple of tries in my 20s, but like the I think that whatever like um, 
I didn't have like the um, writer weight or anything like that, but uh, just whatever sort of like guidebook I had, like nothing was really making sense for me and it just really wasn't clicking. I probably just like went to out there. I should have just started with writer weight. But, <laughs> but yeah, so like, and even when I just got my, um, my mermaid deck, uh, the uh, instructions that came with it, like those really weren't clicking for me because they were just going way too dark. And then, um, and so, I mean, Biddy Tarot online, that's a great resource. But I think that I also just found a book recently um, about like um, how to read modern tarot. And mm. that one has been my favorite by far. So it's just like the finding the, I mean, just like don't, go off of whatever guidebook comes with the deck just it's Ugh. yeah just like um go ahead and um find whatever is going to work for you yeah i have i have bunches of of books on tarot cards from written from all different perspectives i've donated a few over the years because i'm like okay lauren this is just too much but <laughs> mystic chick <laughs> i don't care if my name's Lorna. i mean because i i read cards for people and they eventually know my name <laughs> but it's just like at some point you reach this critical mass and you're like, I don't need 8,000 things. But I was so worried, especially at the beginning. And at the beginning, I term in as far as reading tarot cards, the, the first five or 10 years of reading tarot cards where I was just so worried that I would miss a symbol or some sort of interpretation. And I felt like I was going to like miss the, the bigger picture or let someone down. And I, I, it just like, it would eat at me. So I would just read everything and anything I could. And there are some really interesting interpretations out there. And I really think that you need two or three books at least to see the difference in perspectives. Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah. And then over time, you take all that into consideration, but then you develop an intuitive connection with the cards and the symbols, and they tell their own story that's special only to you. And so that that relationship, though, takes time. And until you you get there, then they, the books really help you kind of function without right. knowing everything so <laughs> right oh so the one that i um that clicked most with me it's called how to read tarot a modern guide by jessica wiggan w-i-g-g-a-n so i'm sure case, anybody and, have that on my shelf <laughs> you never know <laughs> oh no i have i just got the ultimate guide to tarot spreads and this was just got i mean like five months ago but <laughs> That's what I'm thinking of. Okay, we'll list these on the page when I upload this episode. So that is good to point out. Make sure that you put that in the Google Doc. <laughs> <laughs> so tarot cards, definitely you could invest 10 plus years into before you get fully comfortable. So that that's kind of it. You know, you can definitely read within a year or two. For other people, I wouldn't suggest reading for anyone right away except yourself. <laughs> You could do some damage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but okay, so we got tarot cards, we got oracle decks, which I've kind of talked about before, but you can basically go on Amazon. And I'm trying to run through this list because I know um, we were trying to keep it to an hour tonight and we will probably do a part two on this uh, just because there's just so much to talk about. But I'm going to try to see what I can do in 10 minutes. 
<laughs> it doesn't have to be strictly 10 minutes. If we go like <laughs> 15 minutes over, like it'll be fine. <laughs> uh, because we're, we're bad at sticking to the hour right. format. It's just like, it's, it's, it's just not our thing. <laughs> it's not our thing when I'm trying so hard. I know you've got like people depending on you. Um, okay. So Oracle decks are great though. Uh, there's a bunch of them out there. Um, one last thing about tarot cards. Uh, definitely if start with a Rider weight deck or a universal weight deck and just get a grip on the symbolism because some people with their artistic styles and stuff really, really change the meaning of the entire tarot. Some of them are really disconnected and out there. So I would say get a fundamental understanding first because you can't really, all you have when you get on, go out on a limb with some of these really artistic ones are the books that come with them you can't really trace it back very well to some of this other stuff so just keep that in mind uh so oracle decks are great though you can find a ton on amazon you can go to your local if you have any stores close to you that sell things like you know with witchery things or uh, metaphysical things new agey things if there's any stores like that, then just definitely physically go in the store, see what you feel drawn to. But otherwise, just I always feel like whenever you say that, that's just like such a water side thing. Like, <laughs> Earth signs do research. <laughs> How do we know if we like something before we heavily research it? <laughs> oh that's so funny. You're so right. So you might prefer Amazon then, but like, you know, you can type in either just Oracle decks or if you are drawn to a certain certain um, culture or theme or um, animal, even anything like that, you can type in whatever Oracle decks and then do a search and find, you know, there's a ton of them. And some of them are really great. And some of them really suck. And so you'll have to like, keep in mind things like the size of the cards, the physical size of the cards, whether the cards are coded in anything, or they're just flimsy and crappy. Like there are, you have to read the reviews because some people will say it's a beautiful deck, but I can't shuffle it because it's too flimsy. It's this, it's that. It's too big to hold. Some of them are like weird shapes, like, you know, circular or, you know, different shapes. So you really have to think about like what's going to feel okay in your hands and shuffling and everything else. I know that sounds kind of like <laughs> anticlimactic and not mystical, <laughs> practical even, but you have to do it. So Oracle decks, though, a great place to start. You can also look for kind of totem animal things that way. And, and it's great. Uh, Stephen Farmer, I think, does a great uh, spirit animal deck. Uh, we are not saying spirit animal. White people don't have spirit animals. <laughs> Wait, what, let me let me see what he called it. Hang on. It's in my bag. My bag of tricks. <laughs> You're right. And he doesn't. He's actually pretty, I, from everything that I've seen about him, he seems actually pretty cognizant of stuff. That oh, was cool. my, that was my bad. Um, I was about to say, oh, if you like come to Virgo Lasso's Buzzkill Corner. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, he is, his name is Stephen D. Farmer, PhD, and he's been around forever. I think he's in Australia, but don't, don't quote me. Power Animal. Power no animal. animal. There we go. No. Yeah, I, like I think we're just talking. Oh, yeah. I, I think that I just saw a joke online about how like we can't call them spirit animals because that term belongs strictly to Native Americans, yeah. and we can't 
call them um, Patronuses anymore because J.K. Rowling is a jerk. Um, so, wait, what is that? J.K. Rowling, you know the writer. No, of no, no, Potter. Patronuses. What is that? Expecto Patronum. Have you not watched Harry Potter? You have children, no. and I don't. <laughs> no, I don't do Harry Potter because I just didn't connect with. I'm like, really, this is how we're describing magic. I just could not. That's not me. But um, but a lot of people love it. So what? <laughs> what what was patronus before that so the patronus was basically um if you lived in this magical world um you're uh, you would um use the patronus to as a way of protection so uh you would um or you could even use it to send messages to other people so you would say expecto patronum and an animal would leap out of your wand and it would be something very, very specific and personal to you. And um, it would basically like uh, protect you from um, like magical beings who are trying to cause you harm, or maybe you could use it to send emergency messages to people. And it was a really beautiful thing. But JK Rowling has like outed herself as being a horrible person who hates trans people. So we're not saying oh. Patronus anymore. So oh, all right. Okay. So, so somebody suggested that we call them our inner furries. I feel like that could go sideways too. <laughs> In a good way though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's but another I also, episode. I also like Power Animal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. All right. So yes, you're right. There's so many I don't even know what where to go. Okay, next one. <laughs> All right, so we touched on runes a little bit. I'm going to, to say a couple more things about runes just because uh, they really, as far as systems go, are not for that they're not beginner they're not beginner level kinds of things. Like I would pretty much play with most other things first. They I just got another book on them that I'm going to be researching from like written by this professor because uh, they a lot of it goes into like the the Norse culture and their language and how it evolved over time. And all these runes have different interpretations based on like what part of time you're viewing them from and how everything evolved and like the magic behind them. I mean, it's intense. So, I mean, it's like a research project for like, uh, like a dissertation or something. <laughs> oh, it, now, now I see why Virgo Lad liked them so much when he was in his early 20s. <laughs> <laughs> Does it read like a thesis paper? I'm in. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. And that's the thing. Like you can get little, like I have the little book of runes. I do. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> So you can get like very like, like low level with it and just say, I just like my little book of runes and oh, you know, here's Othel or whatever. And it means this and whatever. Okay, fine. But if you're really going to embrace the magic of it, because it's very, very powerful old magic. And I actually, I wear the symbols on me quite a bit. I have a necklace that's the Helm of Awe and I have um, the, the, I, the compass, um, that I wear is on, on a t-shirt and <laughs> seriously, you can feel, but like I'll pull my runes out and it's just like uh, something happens. I don't know. And it's so powerful that like, I'm still learning it, you know, and I've made these runes. I want to say, Oh gosh, at least 15 years ago. 
But um, so you can buy runes or you can make them yourself. I actually took pebbles out of Lake Michigan and painted them with all the symbols. Oh, that's um, amazing. It's really cool. I sh- I'll show them to you next time I see you. Next time I see you. I'm vaccinated now. I know. <laughs> we can finally do this. <laughs> if I breathe your air, it's okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but a lot of uh, runes are made from wood. And they can either be in the form of like discs or staves, which are basically sticks with the rune on them. And there's a a lot, there's a lot of to do around them. So that's my message about runes. Then we have um, pendulums and dousing rods. They pretty much do the same things, but in different ways. So dowsing rods are extremely easy to use. You can find them on Amazon. They are made out of copper. I think that's the best type. Although I have actually made them out of, don't judge me, hangers, wire hangers, like Joan Crawford. (laughs) I mean, something to do with those wire hangers that (laughs) you don't want hanging in the closet. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, you can clip the hangers and you can just bend them in an L shape. If you're really desperate and you don't really want to buy anything right now, um, as long as they're the same length, you can use them as divination rods and they actually work pretty darn well. So I just prefer the copper ones. If you get a, a, a nicer set, you can get them with like a cylinder kind of around the handhold. So when they move in different directions, your hand doesn't have to like, you don't feel any weird turning because it turns within the cylinders. It's just a comfort thing. But uh, so runes, or not runes, pendulums and dowsing rods you can use for a number of different things. I actually just got a book. I'll see if I can list one of the books on pendulums that I have or dowsing rods. I think it's just dowsing was the title because you use pendulums to douse and you use dowsing rods to douse. But you can ask questions. You can find, especially with um, dowsing rods, you can find people's auras. You can use pendulums and dowsing rods Actually, you can use pendulums to find people's auras. Anything you could do with a dowsing rod, you could do with a pendulum. I think. Okay, now I have a question. How do you use a pendulum to find someone's aura? Um, versus a dowsing rod, or even just in general. Okay, so here's the because <laughs> I was just thinking about this. Um, this is a great thing to do, especially with anybody. Actually, kids are great. Um, animals are fun. Just it, and I it's want to really find Bowie's aura. <laughs> oh my god, it's so fun! Or it's especially good. Like I did like a tween party once, and like it was so fun with all the girls. Like to just do everybody's auras. But you basically, if you're doing the dousing rods, you would hold them in front of you, and you would step like you would have somebody in a room. So you would step outside the room, maybe in the doorway. If you get any movement in the doorway, back up even further. You want to make sure that they they are completely straight ahead and calm before you start trying to find the person's aura or the pet's aura or whatever. And then you you slowly walk forward one step at a time and you wait for the dousing rods. If you're using rods, you will wait for them to go sideways um, in different directions. They will kind of go um, horizontal to you um, or perpendicular. So you'll walk, they'll be straight ahead pointing towards the person. And then as you walk, they will start to move and they will become perpendicular. When they are completely perpendicular, that is where the person's aura starts. Oh, that's cool. It's very cool. And if you're using a pendulum, I think you would just hold the pendulum and you would walk towards 
you know, the person or animal. And when the pendulum starts to move in any way, then that is probably where the aura starts. So I think dousing rods are a little bit more user-friendly. Oh, for God, I'm just like imagining like um, coming at Bo with a, or any like cat with a <laughs> pendulum. And then they're just kind of like, you know, <laughs> jumping and like trying to catch it. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, you might want to do the rods. But... <laughs> But they're great for um, finding water, for finding lost objects. You can use them to find even theoretically missing people. Uh, there's a bunch of different uses for dousing rods and pendulums. So very, very interesting. We should actually think about doing an episode just on those things. But I remember my dog, my dog, Gabriel, he passed last July. He was an alpha dog, like in the, the strictest sense of the word, he would go to the dog park and he would sit there and watch all the other dogs play. And then if dogs got in a fight, he would break them up. Oh. Like he, if he, a dog he thought was kind of like being obnoxious, he would run over and rein the dog in. Like he was just amazing. And his aura was huge. Like it really, it took up a room at least. It was always way bigger than even the, my kids or <laughs> <laughs> but he was a hundred pounds of black fur <laughs> and he was toothy and awesome and I loved him I love him so much and he's still with me just in a different form we have a great yeah. relationship but um it was it definitely his aura was and it really it was him so um really interesting to test that out with things. Definitely anybody who, who out there who tests anyone's aura, let me know how that goes and if it is what you think it is based on their personality. Yeah, I want to try this with Bowie, but I don't have a dowsing rod. He's no, no, no. He sleeps a, a lot. These, yeah, I have a pendulum, but yeah, he sleeps a lot these days, so he probably, like, if I can get him while he's sleeping, then he probably, like, won't <gasps> try jumping after the pendulum. Do you have wire hangers? Can you just cut a couple of coat hangers? Oh, no, I think I threw them all out. <laughs> because I just, I just had a no more wire hangers moment. <laughs> Darn minimalism and decluttering. Look where it's gotten uh, us. <laughs> we don't have the bobbles and odds and ends that people in previous generations had sitting in basements somewhere. Right? I don't even have a basement. Oh, my God. You probably don't have a button jar either. No, I don't have a button jar, sadly. <laughs> I remember that my grandmother's button jar. I miss it. <laughs> I do. I, button jars are awesome. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, oh, my gosh. Somebody posted in, in the chat about asking if you can find your soulmate. And we've talked about this before. Um, and I don't know if you're talking about using, like, a particular system of divination to find your soulmate. Or that would actually be kind of interesting if uh, you use dousing rods for that if you, there was somebody that you already kind of were connected with and you were just kind of asking for affirmation yeah like don't bring one on the first date <laughs> unless they're into that sort of thing if you know <laughs> what i mean not not wink wink although um soulmates as we've talked about before kind of like um they kind of embody a group of people and sometimes your soulmate isn't the person that you are meant to be with forever or the love of your life even it's it's somebody who's a teacher in your life and sometimes they are turn out to be a romantic partner as well but not always and so you know it could be a really good best friend um it could be somebody that you had a really intense relationship with but then ended up breaking up but they taught you a lot 
So it can go a bunch of different ways. Uh, okay. So anyways, next on the list, uh, crystal balls. I'm going to kind of lump this in with candles, candle, candle flames and fire. They're all types of scrying. Uh, speaking of which, the same person just asked, what is a soulmate versus a twin flame? But I feel like those, I mean, I know that I've read before that there's a difference, but I kind of feel like it's just the same thing with a different name. <laughs> same thing with a different name. Oh, you know, there are. <laughs> okay. The, the definition, according to Mind Body Green, which actually is a great website for a lot of different uh, topics. Uh, th I think they've got like good stuff on Tantra. They've got good stuff on um, Feng Shui even. They, they pretty much cover everything. But according to them, it says that the main difference is the idea that twin flames are two halves of the whole where soulmates are not. While twin flames are thought to be one soul split into two bodies, soulmates are simply two separate souls that are extraordinarily linked. So I would be, huh? That still <laughs> that is, sounds like the same to me. Yeah, they, Mind Body Green, and we're not going to get into it right now. But Mind Body Green also posted a an article called "What Is a Twin Flame? Eleven Signs You've Found Your Mirror Soul." And so, if you're interested in that, let me see if I could just grab that link and put it in the chat. I'm going to slap it in there. Um, so if that helps in any way, or if, uh, if you have more feedback later, um, and you think it might be a good show idea, then please let us know. Cause I would be curious. Uh, so anyways, uh, scrying, scrying is more of an art. Um, scrying is some of these are objective. <laughs> I'm going back, falling back on my psychology. Um, objective versus subjective tests. <laughs> so an objective test would be something like a cognitive ability test, something like, you know, what is your IQ? Take a test, answer some math questions. A subjective test would be something that was open to interpretation, like the Rorschach test, which is the known as like the inkblot test. Um, what do you see in this picture? That is subjective. It's based on, now, granted, you are trained to interpret it in different ways, but at the end of the day, the therapist that you end up seeing and, or the psychiatrist who tests you will be the one interpreting it subjectively based on their own perspective and experience. So it can have different interpretations. If you did the Rorschach and you gave the same answer to three different um, qualified people, they would probably give slightly different responses because it's subjective. Anyways, so crystal balls, you can use them, they say to kind of like see the future, that sort of thing. For me, a crystal ball, I kind of use actually more as a meditative tool. If you are looking for an answer and you kind of stare into the crystal ball, you'll kind of get the answer, but it'll be more in your mind. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, sometimes your mind can project a picture and you can kind of use the crystal ball as that kind of like... Um, screen like you would use a projector for a movie, but not always. Sometimes it's just like staring into something. And there's a whole bunch of like transcendental um, meditation techniques with kind of candle flames or crystal balls or things like that, that just kind of help you get to a more quiet space in your mind. So the crystal ball kind of helps you hone in on the right answer by quieting your mind so that you're 
your intuition can kind of be louder than the the mind chatter. They call it the monkey mind that is constantly going all the time. Um, so candle flames, though, and fire. Um, and we've talked about this before, Virgo Last, because you brought up somebody who did fire readings, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I have a friend who does fire scrying. I wouldn't say necessarily readings. I don't think that she reads other people, but yeah, she can like um like they'll build a big bonfire and then she just has like that sort of relationship with fire where she can like just see all of like the different patterns that going on in the flames and use that to sort of um like see what's going on, see what's going on in her own brain, using her own intuition to figure out what's happening next. Yeah. I mean, and there's things like, you know, if you use a candle flame, say, or even a bonfire, if you're watching a bonfire and you ask a question mentally, like, you know, am I supposed to do this or that? Or am I, or should I break up with so-and-so or whatever? And if the flame leaps, <laughs> that's usually taken as a yes. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Like actually, yeah. When you um, like research candle magic, there's just all sorts of like answers that you can get, like depending on like, yeah, if the, if the candle is like the flame is bobbing or if it's still, or if it's really small or if it's really tall. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then, you know, obviously over time, like a lot of these things, you use that as kind of a structure until you get comfortable enough with your own tuition, intuition using it and develop your own kind of communication line and then you might have slightly different interpretations but at least it gave you some sort of way to work in that frame um okay so tea leaves coffee grounds um and this is kind of a cultural thing i think uh there are cultures around the world that kind of use tea leaves quite a bit coffee grounds not so much although i did get a coffee ground reading once <laughs> how did that go I honestly don't remember too much. I was still young. And that's the problem too. If you are really young, like even in your early 20s, I don't know if the readings are going to be quite as accurate as when you get to even your mid 20s because you're in such a flux kind of pattern. <laughs> that yeah, you know. see, that was the thing is that um, I think that I was like giving it a try when I was in my 20s. But yeah, I was in so much flux and I wasn't liking the answers that I was getting. And then in my 30s, I just decided, you know what? I don't really want to know the future. <laughs> sometimes I do still feel that way. But I also feel like now that I've been like, you know, doing more of divination and using the cards and stuff like that, it's not necessarily like knowing what's happening in the future. It's also about like figuring out what's happening in my own brain. And yeah, like just like figuring out what my intuition is saying, as opposed to like all of the chatter happening in my brain so oh my gosh, i mean yeah. i feel like if i had maybe like just taken it that way when i was younger it would have pointed me in a lot of different directions yeah and uh well a couple of things first of all um i know that i had had like i've been going through some medical stuff recently that hasn't been pleasant but um i was really stressed about some test results and everything else and my mind was like just going crazy like i couldn't stop thinking about it to the point where i couldn't sleep and so i'm like okay you know i'm gonna just draw a card i'm gonna see you know okay universe like is this gonna all work out like just tell me what's going on like i was so frustrated and the card i got <laughs> 
It was so annoying. <laughs> <clears throat> and this was the the Sacred Destiny Oracle deck by Denise Lynn, who is great. I love her book, Sacred Spaces. Uh, just amazing. But <laughs> the card said, patience. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, damn it. I know. There's nothing that can be done right now. I just need to wait. But like, I didn't really want to be like, I just wanted something else to, but yeah, I mean, they really are accurate. The more you use them, whether you like the answers or not, uh, the more you use them, the more in tune they are with you. But uh, when you're younger, I would say definitely that you should not be put off to try some of these more um, kind of subjective things and even the tarot cards, but just remember that you treat it more like a learning exercise at first. Just get to know the cards, get to know, you know, what the different cards mean and just keep playing with them. And then by the time, you know, you get a little bit older, then they will start to be a little bit more, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> Maybe like more in tune with you. Yes. Yeah. Because you're just you're developmentally, you're just not at the place where things can really lock in as well, because you're just always changing and evolving. And, and there's a million different thoughts going on. And so, um, yeah, but it definitely you should not be put off to to not try it. Uh, because by the time things start to click, then you will be ready. To, you'll be ready to go. So it's it's a good thing. And there's other things you can do in the interim, like dun, da, 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 <laughs> coins. <laughs> things that give a yes or no answer. Oracle decks are also good if you're just starting out and you're you're really young and you're kind of like if you have been playing with different things like tarot cards and you're not getting the answers you want. Oracle decks are a really good solid. They will give you an answer. You know, I mean, there's really no messing around with that. Um you can even play with dousing rods. Those are because they're working off of energy. So those are pretty good. And dousing rods and pendulums also work off of the same kind of energy theory that, um, what do they call it? Body testing works oh, off of. Yes. I remember when I used to work at the apothecary, um, people would come in and do that a lot of the time. And um, one of my friends um, who was uh, kind of like, going through um, a whole magical phase while she was in massage therapy school. Um, yeah, she taught me how to do body testing. It was really, really cool. Like, I remember doing it as like a party trick at bars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can do it for someone else by, by uh, and I can't remember what the exact name of it is. Uh, it's going to drive me crazy, but I'll, I'll see if I can link it later. But um, you can put your arm out, and if somebody else is doing I mean, you can call it muscle testing. Um, yeah, muscle testing is how I heard it. And, and there's some like more clinical name for it. But uh, basically, if you hold your arm out uh, and somebody else asks the question and they press down on like your forearm, that if you are, they ask questions and usually they ask you a few that you know first, like, you know, what's your name is so-and-so and, you know, your arm should, I can't remember. It does it go down when you don't agree with it. So it would. Well, I, I think, yeah, no, I think that, um, yeah, if it's something that you know, like you're able to hold firm, but if it's something that um, you don't jibe with, then it goes down right away. Right. So, um, you know, they start with a couple 
questions that you know for certain, like, you know, what color your eyes are, that sort of thing. And then they'll ask a more challenging question about, you know, your relationship with someone or if you should take a certain job or they also use it to find like health problems in your body. So there's a lot of different uses for it. Um, you could also do it yourself. I think there's several techniques, but I think one of them is if you form a circle with your finger and your thumb, and then you link your finger and your thumb from your other hand through it. So kind of like a chain link. And then you ask yourself a question. And if the chain stays firm when you pull on it, then the answer is yes. But if it breaks, then the answer is no. Oh, that's cool. I want to do that with everything now. I know. <laughs> So it's something to try. And there's definitely, I think there's even little things on YouTube about it to check out if you want to do it on yourself. It's always, I've always preferred when somebody else does it on you because I feel like just like reading for yourself. Sometimes if you ask the same question too many times, I think your right. body can kind of, yeah, fudge the answer. But yeah, so that's something to try. And it's also like if you're holding something in your other hand, like that's how you can tell if like that thing is good for you or not. Like, like I said, I've done this at bars where like I would have my friends like hold their water with one hand and I would like, you know, um, press against their other arm and they'd be able to resist me. But then the minute like they were holding a beer, that arm went down. (laughs) All right. So wait, what does that do? Like, should you drink a beer or not? (laughs) No, that means like um, if it's good for you or not. Oh, so, yeah, water is good for you, and beer, however much we love it, is not. <laughs> oh my God, that's such a Virgo bar trick. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> Welcome to Virgo Lasses Buzz Killer Corner. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I mean, I, keep so in mind, fun. I was drinking a beer while I did it, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's awesome. All right. So, um, another one you can do, which. Um, <laughs> So the human body I actually listed, and that's kind of one of the ways you can use the human body for testing. But you can also, um, like there's a book called You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. Um, Your body itself has wisdom. And when different body parts give you trouble or give out, there's meaning behind that. And Louise Hay actually has a whole chart in the book, You Can Heal Your Life, based on body part and what your body's trying to say to you about a certain situation and a mantra on how to kind of course correct. So that is a really fun and cool way to kind of start looking at the mind-body connection as well. Uh, But there are definitely things where if something happens, say, to the left side of your body, that the left side is associated with the past and the right side is associated with moving forward in your life. And so like if something from the past is dragging you down, something might be bothering you on the left side. And if you are afraid of taking risks, something might happen on the right side or if you're moving too fast. So, I mean, there's all these different things. Yeah. Like I've also heard that the left side is giving and the right side is receiving. (laughs) going. I thought, well, I would think the left side is receiving and the the right side is giving just because right is more yang, but oh God, now I'm going to have to research that. So what what is more yang than receiving? uh, I don't know. Now you're making me think I've had a little wine. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, it's just like left side, you know, you wear your wedding ring on your, on your, um, left hand. So, I mean, that's basically a pledge to like, you know, give yourself to someone, give your life to someone. Oh yeah. Yeah. Left side is, is like the, God, you're killing me. I can see both like, okay. Yeah. We'll go with that. (laughs) Cause I'm thinking feminine yin. And, you know, nurturing, dark energy, and right side yang, like, like, shooting things into the world. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Why? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. So, uh, we're going to, we're going to circle back on that one. Um, So, (laughs) bones, which are, yes, part of the human body, and yet not. (laughs) Because they can be other things, bones too. But bones as a divinatory tool. Rigolas, would you care to say anything about bones? I'm a vegetarian. (laughs) 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 Um, uh, Okay. (laughs) You went to New Orleans. Yeah, I didn't have any bone readings. I mean, there is actually a metaphysical store like right in my neighborhood, and they, I mean, like a lot of metaphys- uh, metaphysical stores, like they actually do carry bones, and they hold workshops for doing bone readings. So, I mean, so that's pretty cool. Okay, are you talking about like chicken bones or? Like, I have no idea what kind of bones they use. Mammoth. Bones? I did not. I did not ask. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, I think that like, I don't know, it's like, it, these all came from like, it's, it's, it's kind of like folk magic, you know, it's like, um, you were like living somewhere rural, and you know, like, um, with a lot of like farmland and farm animals, like, you know, animal bones were just abundant. So you use what you have. <laughs> and I mean, obviously, like, if you're like, going back to um, our podcast about um witchcraft i mean uh if you think about how everything has a spirit then the spirit of the animal bones would like be crazy strong so i think that's where a lot of that would have come from like as opposed to a more inanimate object like you would probably like the results you would get from like um chicken bones would probably be like way more impactful than like as a vegetarian if i use like some plastic bones <laughs> yes <laughs> um i i don't really have much. i just don't see a vegetarian using bones i'm sorry i didn't okay. say it was gonna <laughs> <laughs> like that's the dare for the week find a vegan and hand them like do a chicken bone reading <laughs> Will the results be the same? I don't know. Um, Okay, so here is our. I found a problem, Virgo Lass, which is why we were having like this miscommunication. We're both right. Okay. Okay. So you are getting it from more the energy work, um, shamanic realm, which says the right side is giving and the left side is receiving. No, I didn't say that. I said left side is giving and right side is receiving. maybe that's where the confusion came from wait where are you finding this like because i'm like louise hay says the left side is the receiving side and the right side is the giving side so i'm like oh is louise hay like different than maybe it's because i read louise hay okay okay yeah no no yeah no like um yeah 
<laughs> Maybe I'm having too much tequila here. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, no, no. My stance was left is giving, right is receiving. <laughs> okay. And- yeah. So <laughs> left is okay. Yeah, you're gonna have to let me let me know more because I'm still confused. But there are a bunch of different places and it looks like there might be different schools of thought on that so that's why there's confusion anyways um whatever feels best to you (laughs) i give up read some chicken bones (laughs) that's the chicken bones okay so dice which i it's kind of like a you know rolling the bones i think dice were made out of bone first yeah they were so but dice if you want to use dice and you can kind of there's different systems you can use with dice or you can create your own system and just attach any meanings to different numbers but uh and you can use regular dice you can use many sided dice you can use (laughs) one of those softball like eight thousand sided dice (laughs) dies (laughs) oh god call a die (laughs) (laughs) so the the options are limitless dice and then we have (laughs) we talked about crystal sum um i have in my bag of tricks i call that the (laughs) the toolkit i use when i do readings my bag of tricks but one of the things that i do uh for readings is to do a crystal reading to kind of get a a sense of where the energy is at before i read the tarot cards and i also do several other different small readings to kind of tune into the energy and everything definitely ends up mirroring mirroring each other um it's just another piece of the puzzle and it's really cool to kind of watch everything unfold but the crystals i have in a bag and if i am in person then the person reaches into the bag and grabs three crystals if i am doing them say on zoom or something then I pull the crystals and then I kind of show them on the camera, but I'm basically channeling the person. So like years ago, before Zoom, (laughs) before the internet was as amazing as it is now, I did a lot of phone readings. And so um, they are just as useful because it's all energy. It doesn't matter if you are sitting next to me or across the world from me. The energy is the same. The energy travels exactly the same. So a lot of times with phone readings, I would get a lock on the person's energy and then I would read their cards and that would take, you know, a couple minutes to really get a lock on. So I would kind of do a couple warm up things first to kind of tune into the energy. It just seemed to like help the process. So um, I had like some ask your guide cards. I do some work with power animals. I do some crystal work and different things like that before I do the tarot, just so that everything is kind of ready to go. But uh, so crystals are fun and you can kind of, they have crystal cards, but using the crystals themselves takes, it's very, it's an art. You need to spend a lot of time with the crystals and be a kind of crystal healer first before you start to use them as a system of divination because they are, there are a lot of different um, people out there with their own kind of definitions that you can look up about different crystals, but you really need to sit there with the energy and research a bunch of different kind of how 
different people define it and then sit with the energy yourself and then kind of figure out how you define it personally. And it might be the same. It might be slightly different. It really depends. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I would be nowhere near ready to read another person, but I feel like I feel like I could really get into crystal reading for myself. I think you would be. I think you would rock at it. <laughs> but I'm bum. <laughs> no, you're an Earth sign. I think that you would have a great time tuning into Earth energy, and that might be a really powerful thing for you to do. Oh, you're giving me ideas here. I know. Oh, no. Oh, all the more reason to buy more crystals. Oh, my gosh. Well, and you can get even on Etsy. I think they have like grab bags of crystals for like pretty cheap. And for a couple of dollars, even if you start out with like little kind of nuggets, um, it's just to be able to spend time with the energy. And if you had enough of the nuggets, that's basically what I made my crystal bag out of. I have like a ton. I have hundreds of crystals in my house of varying sizes. Some of them are several feet tall, but they, the smaller ones go in the bag. <laughs> oh, somebody okay. is asking if they can call in. <laughs> oh, I wonder what the question is. Virgo Lass, are you, are you, do you have time for a call? Yeah, we can take a call. Okay. Yes, definitely call in. Okay. So while we are waiting on that, let me know. I'm checking my other document. So if I don't see the phone ring, <laughs> uh, but anyways, so numbers are another way. Um, you can use them as numerology. Oh, 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 I got them. Okay, sorry about that. Hello, grad one. Hey, ladies. Uh, listen, uh, get, uh, first off, uh, great have, I hope you ladies are having a great evening. I'm calling for Toronto, Canada. Oh, oh nice. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Good to talk to you. The thing is, uh, it just happened to uh, stumble on your show. The thing is, so I, I was born today, which is a cusp, right? Oh, between yeah. Between a Gemini and Cancer and that, yeah, so yeah. Oh, happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. Thank you, thank you. I, at least I appreciate it. You seem like very decent human beings and that, but yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, so, uh, no, okay, yeah, so I just was out of shits and giggles, I guess he called that in Toronto. <laughs> um, I was curious where, like, what your, what your show is all about. If you don't mind me asking, respectfully speaking. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> I don't even know how to answer uh, that. Uh, I, I would, I would say um, uh, that we are a kind of a metaphysical-based show, and um, this particular episode is about different methods of divination. So, like about tarot cards or runes or pendulums um we even got into bibliomancy a little bit so um basically like i mean kind of like reading the future but also not even that more like just kind of like reading your own subconscious nice you know what much respect uh, i'm assuming you guys ladies are from the states or uh yes we are around the chicagoland area nice thank you i'm in chicago uh oh geez I, I'm a semi-professional soccer player, but now I'm an engineer. Um, but thing is, yeah, I've been to uh, Chicago. Thing is, Chicago is a very nice uh, city. So I, I get. It. I'm not trying to take over your show, but thing is, out of curiosities, I get shit some eagles, and I'm. I've been drinking White Claws, so. <laughs> 
I mean, well, we are okay. we are a happy hour show, so yeah, that's that's definitely required almost. Um, so I got a question for you. Um, yes, it, myself. It's your birthday, so do yes. you want like a a little tiny reading or anything? Please, Literally. please, honestly, honestly, please do if you can. <laughs> okay, if so you... here's the the question for you. I could do. One of a couple things, uh, just something short. And, you know, if you ever are curious and you want a longer reading, please reach out to me. I That's kind of what I do professionally. But um, so I can do a yes or no question if you are kind of curious about something yes. that you have been wondering about. Or I could just kind of tell you something that you kind of need to think about for now. So, like, whatever works for you. Well, thing is, if you don't want me asking, right? Well, first off, either of you ladies, I mean, no disrespect, but thing is, well, either or, can you give your first premonition about me? First off, and then second off, rattle the questions. We can do twenty questions, thirty questions, but like your synopsis of me, first off. And I, I mean, no disrespect by calling in. I apologize if I did. Sorry, Canadians like to apologize a lot. So. <laughs> I have a I lot of Canadian that. friends, so yeah, <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> well, I mean, I it's it's hard to, unless I like use some of my tools, it's hard to kind of like gauge. I mean, I could do a quick numerology thing if you gave me your birthday, like your birth year. Um, or I can just pull pull a few crystals or something. <clears throat> Okay, please do. Yeah, the crystals, please. Crystals. Got it. All right. Yeah, we were just talking about crystal reading. So this ties in really nicely. We are about to see some crystal reading. Nice. <laughs> nice. Okay. And so the fact that you are kind of Gemini on the cusp of cancer, as you will, you kind of have it's it's an interesting place to be because there's a lot kind of brewing under the surface, no pun intended because of happy hour. <laughs> but agreed, you have, you have some mystical no. leanings and yet, you know, you're kind of more grounded in reality and yet there's this pull to kind of be drawn to the unknown. And so I think that it's, it's an interesting place to be. Um, you can definitely kind of use that kind of, you have a doorway to intuitive guidance on that cusp, cancer cusp that you can kind of embrace to kind of um, get some practical answers for your life. So that is something you may want to try to explore are some like just divinatory methods for yourself, just maybe an Oracle deck or something um, just to use for when you get kind of stuck in everyday problems, that might be something helpful. Okay. Thank you. So I'm going to pull three crystals. So just kind of tell me. Well, nope, I'm just going to pull them. Hang on. We'll see what we got. This is so exciting. The thing is, uh, well, you said, uh, hi, uh, do you ladies know who Elenis Morissette is? Oh, yeah. Jagger uh -huh. Brown Pill. Actually, it's funny because when I was younger, so I was compared yes. to Alanis Morissette. You <laughs> definitely uh, had the Alanis phase. I did. No, the thing is, uh, she, she used the term, I'm high and I'm grounded, baby. <laughs> That's true. You're right. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah, and that, that is basically a Gemini and Cancer right there, isn't mm -hmm. it? <laughs> <laughs> 
So true. Okay. And actually you bring that up and it's funny because the three crystals I pulled, one of them is zebra Jasper and it's a blend. It looks like zebra stripes. So it basically blends black, which is a very grounding color with white, which speaks to the crown chakra, which is very esoteric. So that is exactly what you just said. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, apologies, ladies. What is that? I'm an engineer. I'm a nerdy engineer. But I'm, I'm a good-looking engineer. I'm one of the hottest engineers around. But thing is, what does esoteric mean? What's that word? Because thing is, engineers are not very well versed in the English language or a number of people. So <laughs> it means so. Like the black is the grounding. It is the most earthy. It's it's going to connect you to the soil, and the white is going to connect with your crown chakra, which is everything spiritual. So your crown chakra is open to the rest of the universe, and it it has universal energy that pours into it when you open it. And there's a process to kind of open your chakras. But yes, so that this stone is kind of saying that you have both of those things inside you. Well, I think as I was brought up as a Roman Catholic, and uh, the you know how it is, <laughs> uh, Roman Catholic. How can I say this? <laughs> not not in a disrespectful way, but thing is, is the Catholic guilt, right? So. Yeah. Oh yes. Yep. <laughs> we, we we are familiar. <laughs> we are we are Reformed Catholics ourselves. <laughs> I'm but, ladies, I, apologize. I may I may know this book by saying that, but yeah. No, it's true. No. There's a lot of guilt. Yeah, it's a lot of guilt, but also it's weird because when you think about like Catholics, is that they are the witchiest of the Christian religions. Like, I mean, they they do exorcism. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, they don't. Yeah. No, okay. I think it's Virgo. I think it's no disrespect. I think it's. Uh, they do exorcism, but thing is, there's other cultures and other religions that do a lot worse, right? So, thing is, we can't just uh, separate one religion versus other religions, right? You know, there, there's, there's, there's plot holes, I guess, in every religion. No religion is perfect, right? Exactly. No, I'm just saying that, like, I mean, there's always, like, the guilt about seeking out the esoteric, you know, that comes with being a Catholic. But, like, when you think about, like, a lot of what the Catholic religion does, it's all very esoteric. Like, it's all can be very, very witchy when you think about it. Well, it is. <laughs> the thing is, I apologize again. Mm -hmm. hey, I'm assuming your background is a time based on your picture or is your background, I think... Oh, you said you Italian? Know, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You nailed it. <laughs> yeah, south or north? Uh, south. Pardon me. South. Oh, uh, Calabres or Sicilian? Curious. Sicilian. Nice. Hey, you know what? I watched the movie, um, The Godfather. Have you watched the movie, The Godfather? When I was a kid, I've seen bits and pieces. I've never really sat down and watched it. I think because, like, yeah. the neighborhood I grew up in, it was, like, heading too close to home. <gasps> yeah. No, and again, I mean, no respect. But I think it's, you know what? I was going to ask about what you ladies thought about the Muslim religion, but that's off topic these days. It's 2021, but yeah. All right. So, okay. Mystic Chick. So what's my second and third rock? What do okay. I win? So you are, you're just so like, like weirdly psychic yourself. Cause you're just like saying all the things that like, I'm just about to say. So the next stone I pulled is this pink calcite and it's a very soft pink and it's all about like loving yourself and that sort of thing. And the fact that you were just talking about Catholic guilt. 
<laughs> it's just very fitting. Like you've got to make sure that you do that. And I don't know if you are hard on yourself, if you're super critical. Oh, of course. The thing is, I was, I, I, can I go? The thing is, I was brought up like that, but think at the same time, though, I don't still that. I have two kids. I don't still that my kids, but I remember at the same time, my parents came to Canada, Eastern Europe, and they had a hard, really hard life, right? So I kind of remember, and that's why uh, Virgo, I'm in the respectable to God for the movie, because I asked you, you're as calibrated as a I remember the hard life, right? So mm-hmm. I, I I remember that, the pain and suffering, but at the same time, I also remember not to sell out to my kids, right? So That is very good. See, that is a mature thing to do that a lot of people can't seem to do. They end up like continuing the cycle and they were hurt themselves as children. And so they perpetuate that as adults with their own children. So that is very, very big for you to kind that's of- the, the thing is, I, I do apologize. I wasn't hurt, but the thing is, that's how things were but grow, growing back in the day, right? Oh it's yeah. It's not hurt. You know what I'm saying? It's fucking, I, I apologize for swearing. It's just, this the way it was back in the day, right? So yeah. <laughs> and Virgo, I, I mean, no, this, no respect to you at all. By the way. Oh no, I, I I wasn't taking any. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's she's pretty good like that. You gotta really insult her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's my third? What's my third rock? Come on. Okay, so your third one is called. Um, I don't even know if I can pronounce this right. It's called Chalco Pyrite, and it's okay. kind of like iron pyrite. It looks like fool's gold, but it's partly chalcedony and mixed with pyrite. And it's kind of talking about the fires of truth and like accessing spiritual knowledge. And so I don't know if you've been like kind of feeling like soul searching lately or kind of if you've been more drawn to the mystical, but that is kind of what is going on inside you right now. The thing is, you know what? It kind of hits the nail on the head. The third one hit the nail on the head for me. I'll tell you why. I've been soul searching because of this whole COVID stuff. This thing is... Uh, our restrictions are a lot harder in Canada versus what's going on in the, the best country in the world, I believe, United States of America. But yeah, social training, just whatever. Yeah, yeah, that third one hit the nail in the head. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, um, I don't know. I'm just excited for you because it feels like you're on the verge of a new phase in your life. And actually, um, yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to think about, I'm going to write down really quick what your uh, life path you are, or the, the year cycle that you're in. Hang on. Thank you. Thank you. It means a lot. Thank you, know, ladies. <clears throat> Again, it's my birthday, and uh, I, this is my third white claw, and I apologize. <laughs> and I was bored, at, bored as F, and thing is, I happened to... See your show, Mystic Chick. I go, why not? Fucking log on. But thing is, you know what? Either or, I hope my life path is great. And yours, so if my life path's not great, I hope it's more better for you folks than me. So, oh, all right. Well, I am just adding up some numbers. Give me half a second. Well, I'm an engineer. I can make you add up a little quicker. <laughs> what, do you, what, do you, what do you say, Virgo? Huh? <laughs> I'm just wondering what white claw you're drinking. Pardon me? I'm just wondering what, what, uh, what white claw are you drinking? 
Ah, uh, the black cherry one. Oh yeah, it's like why drink anything else? Oh, <laughs> uh, this is this is like a witch's brew. They call this in Canada. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. All right, so you are in a five year. So you were uh, you're just coming out of a four, which was all about like stability and just the the mundane day to day stuff. Um, if you were out of balance last year and possibly with the the COVID, everybody was a little bit out of balance, then it was a struggle to deal with the day to day things. But you are moving into a five year, uh, which means kind of either more independence um, and more freedom in certain ways with your own life or perspective or possibly your job. Or if you are out of balance, it will be more chaotic. So you really need to make sure that you are kind of in the right frame of mind. Thank you. you know, Ash, that means a lot. Thank you. Honestly, <laughs> no, honestly, you, you sparked something in me. And thank you, ladies. Mystic, Virgo, God bless you guys. Aww. And Aww. no, honestly, the thing is, you know, I, I, I will definitely follow you folks. Thank you. That means a lot. Thank you. Happy birthday. Um, Happy birthday. On my birthday. Thank you. Love sent from Canada. Okay. <laughs> awesome. God bless. All right. God bless. Bye. Bye. Okay. So that okay. was fun. That was. Okay. With that, I do think that we are going to have to wrap up. <laughs> okay. Well, then we will. We might have to do a part two, but we didn't even get to the Wikipedia list. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> well, yeah, it, this gives us um, yeah, this gives us like something to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, we can absolutely do a part two. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but anyways, and, and we like also had them. a live demonstration of a crystal reading. Oh yeah, and that was really fun. I mean, I I loved. I loved um, Grad One's energy. <laughs> I don't know what his name was, but I loved his energy. It was great. Uh, yeah, I've, I've been to Toronto before, and Toronto and Chicago have very similar energies, like I felt. Oh, see? Yeah, we are our people. Yep, our people. <laughs> All right. So, well, then, um, so much to think about for, for next week or two weeks from now. And uh, we're just kind of doing the every two week thing uh, for the summer, at least. And then we're going to kind of revisit for fall, possibly get back in the swing of every week. We'll have to kind of circle back on that. God, I feel so corporate today. <laughs> we'll circle back. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, uh, in the interim, though, you know, feel free to check us out on, you know, besides Podbean on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and a bunch of other places. If for some reason we don't appear on the place that you usually listen to, then please reach out to us and let us know. Maybe we can get ourselves slapped up somewhere else. Yeah, right. And oh, yes, actually, uh, one of our followers on um, the chat said that she would also like to have a gemstone reading. So I would also like to remind everybody that you can reach out to Mystic Chick. Um, I, um, off the pod and she would be more happy to give you any sort of reading you would like. Oh yes. <laughs> it is my jam. <laughs> so, um, and feel free. I usually outside of the podcast, um, I charge for readings, but if you, um, follow the podcast and you are in a chat, I usually do them for short readings for free in the readings. So, or in the, um, podcast. So, 
if you are of the mind and you want to wait, that's fine too. Uh, just feel free to tune in for our next show. Otherwise, reach out to me on um, Twitter at chick underscore mystic. You can also email me mysticguide13 at yahoo.com. And Virgo Lass, you can be followed on Twitter. Yes, I am Lass Virgo. I can't give you any readings. Like, I can barely read myself. But, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can read myself, and that's as far as I'm willing to go right now. Um, I'm an esthetician, so if you reach out to me, I can give you skincare advice. But you also post a lot of cool things on Twitter about astrology-related things. I do. I do. Like, yeah, I'm uh, Mystic Chick is the um, crystal tarot card reader, and I post all about the astrology. So, yes, you can follow me for all of that. <laughs> all that jazz. All right. All well that done. jazz. All that celestial jazz. um until we meet again for you know the rest of the week i hope that everyone stays mystical good night my witches